Welcome to the Braxton Wheeler Show, recorded live throughout the week, bringing you all the up-to-date baseball content and all the hot topics you need to hear. On this show, I don't sugarcoat stories. I tell them how they are and how they should be consumed. Find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26, and message me your thoughts, or send me a voicemail at 540-597-8236, and I'll be sure to put it on the show. All right, wherever you may be listening and whatever you may be doing, welcome to the show. My name is Braxton Wheeler, and as always, this is the Braxton Wheeler Show. It is currently 8.16 p.m. on Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. I'm recording this show later than I normally do. Um, Actually, if you could be in my shoes right now, I am currently sitting on uh, my upstairs porch, and I'm overlooking the city of Roanoke with the mountains in the background. Um, they're actually calling for one to two inches of rain tonight. Um, so if you start to hear some breeze in the microphone or, or some slight wind, I apologize, but I'm I'm recording this episode outside tonight. Um, I hope all you guys are having a great, uh, I guess, start to your week. It's the middle of the week. This month has actually flown by. This week has flown by, but this week has flown by exactly like this entire month has. Month has. Uh, the month of March felt like it was, you know, guys, the month of March felt like it was it was like it was a whole year long. I mean, seriously, it was so long. And this and this month has just absolutely flown by. We're only a day away from the month of May. Anyway, please, uh, before we get into anything, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm on eight platforms right now. Wherever you listen to your favorite show, be sure to go. Please subscribe, subscribe to the Braxton Wheeler Show and give me a good rating. It definitely um, would mean a lot. I said I was going to do an American League West preview on this podcast. That's what I said last podcast. I have been previewing all the Major League Baseball divisions, all six, and I'm on the last division of the American League West, but I lied. I'm actually not going to be doing the American League West. I'm still trying to work out the the interview process with the Locked on A's host to preview the Oakland Athletics. Um, so that will probably be probably be next show. But we have plenty of time for that before baseball gets back, so that is not going anywhere. Before I really jump into any news um, for this podcast, I'm just going to hit on a few things. Could be a shorter show, but I definitely wanted to reach out and give give you guys an episode this week. Um, but I, I first have to to report some bad news. Um, unfortunately, to the coronavirus, I have lost my position with the Oakland A's. Um, I found this out probably. I think it's been about a week. Uh, less than a week, maybe something like that. But um, I found out I lost my position with the Oakland A's. is definitely really, really devastating. But one in every six Americans, I believe, has lost a position um, due to this virus. So um, the way I looked at it is, you know, without without the players, you know, playing the game, and especially with no fans in the seats for the foreseeable future, my job is essentially pointless. Um, so I kind of knew something like this was going to occur. Um, but the good thing is when fans get back in the seats, I do not think it's going to be this season, but potentially next season they're going to um, open us up to opportunities before they reach out to other people. So maybe I will be in that position again next year. But anyway, the quote for the day 
Uh, the quote for the day that I have is from Albert Einstein. It says, in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. I think that is, that is exact. right when I read that quote online, after I got laid off by the Oakland days, I immediately hit me, you know, and every, this is a definitely um, a difficulty for everyone in this country. In some way, every single person has been affected. I know I have friends of family members who have, um, I have, yeah, friends, family members who have passed away from the virus and um, people are losing jobs, people are losing money, but in every difficulty, there's there's some type of opportunity, whether it's spending more time with family, whether it's um, gaining a new skill that you've always wanted to do, or even simple as catching up on a Netflix show that you've always wanted to watch. Um, so I really do love that quote by Albert Einstein, and I'm doing all right, I'm going to be fine, at least I have a have a job right now working at the golf course. So for the foreseeable future, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to study this game that I love. Um, anyway, you probably noticed a new intro to the show. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool intro, but um, I'm actually going to be open to talk about other things. It's going to be pretty cool with, with this virus going on and no baseball being played. I'm still going to talk about baseball, obviously, but I might open up and talk about some different sports. I might talk about some Netflix suggestions. And that's kind of what this show is going to be like today. But anyway, all right. So the first thing I want to talk about, guys, and I really, I've, you know, I've always been one of those people, and this is absolutely not baseball related at all, but I don't know about you guys, but I honestly cannot stand. And people know, if you know me, you know this about me. I cannot stand when people try and give me the entire plot to a movie that they watched, a show that they watched, or some type of entertainment that they watched. I cannot stand it because, you know, you have no clue. They'll start naming characters and you're just like, where are you going with this? I have no clue about it. You know, I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. And they're trying to give you an entire plot and it bores me to death, especially when it lasts more than like 30 seconds or a minute. But with that being said, what have you guys been watching good on Netflix? I am very open to hear Netflix suggestions. Um, I haven't even turned on barely ESPN at all. I haven't even watched. I might be one of the only people. I haven't even watched the Michael Jordan documentary yet. I haven't even been on that. I haven't even cut on the TV. Um, you know, I haven't done anything like that. I've been listening to like my my vinyl discs. Um, I've been just you know turning on the record player and relaxing and doing those types of things. I've been on YouTube. I've been trying to work on the podcast, um, stuff like that. But um, I have one Netflix suggestion that all of you guys need to watch. And I wouldn't say that because I'm not a big I'm not a big streamer. I don't watch a lot of shows. I'm not someone who loves shows so much where I start telling people to watch them, but you guys got to watch Outer Banks. Um, it's it's a new show on Netflix, and it's really, really good. Um, I absolutely love the show. I don't know if it's because I have an East Coast bias and there's actually some some type of show that um, is on the East Coast, but you guys really need to watch that show, Outer Banks. And also, if you have suggestions, please message me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26, or send me a text message, and my number is in the intro. Okay, yes. So I'm glad we start. I started out with some Netflix uh, suggestions for you all, and I hope you guys send me some. Something I really, something that's really been on my mind. We just had the NFL draft, and the NFL draft had amazing numbers. Um, if you this NFL draft is most watched NFL draft in history, which rightfully so because there's nothing else to watch. People that don't even like football right now, or people that generally don't love football, watch the draft because it's some type of sports. Um, with that being said, the first sport that comes back, the numbers are going to absolutely go crazy. I've, he I've heard a lot about NASCAR potentially coming back. Um, I don't see why not. Uh, there's, there's many ways in which you can put on a NASCAR race, of course, with no fans, and there would be no harm involved. Um, and I think that's going to be good for the sport. 
Um, I'm not the biggest NASCAR fans, but a lot of people around this area really do enjoy NASCAR. But that would definitely boost the ratings. Um, people are going to gamble on that. People that love to gamble are going to gamble on NASCAR. People are going to want to watch NASCAR. So I think that's going to be big for them. And also the PGA Tour, I'm hearing they're going to be open up soon as well. Um, but anyway, back to the NFL draft. I want to talk about why the NFL draft is such an exciting time rather than the MLB draft and also why it makes so much more sense than something like the NBA draft. The NFL draft comes around each year, late, late April. Next year it's going to be, I think, uh, late April, early May. And for that one night, all 32 fan bases are happy. All 32 fan bases feel like they won the Super Bowl that night, you know, in some form or fashion. They're just excited. They're like, this is going to be our year. This is going to be our team. And I give props to the uh, the, uh, the NFL for the way they they, they put on the draft. Um, I like how they, you know, and obviously this year the circumstances were different with the way the families, um, everybody was surrounded by family. They had they had no choice. But just from the simple dynamic of the way the, the NFL draft is set up rather than the NBA draft. If you're a team in the NFL and you're absolutely tanking, the, the NFL draft is set up for teams that are horrible in the league to be good. And it's simple as this. If you're the worst team in the NFL the previous season, you get the number one pick. You can start your rebuild. You can start you know, um, enhancing your roster immediately. With the NBA, you could be the worst team in the NBA. And if a ping pong ball goes the wrong way, you're looking at being the sixth, seventh, eighth pick potentially. To me, that's always been absolutely absurd, and I, I don't know how you trust that. People really, you know, people really, you know, talk about that. I, I really don't particularly. I never trusted the NBA draft. It just seemed so sketchy, if that's the right word to me. And also with the Major League Baseball draft, people don't understand about Major League Baseball, and you know, it's definitely a all these leagues are money-driven leagues because they, they are businesses. But at the same time, with the MLB draft, if you are not a high-market team, if you are not a high-market team, you're not going to have the, the value as these other high-market teams to, to be able. So let's keep it simple. Here's an analogy. If you're the New York Yankees, okay, if you're the New York Yankees and you're a high-market team and you have, you're struggling with pitching in upcoming season, you have the money to be able to go out and buy a pitcher immediately so you can start winning baseball games immediately. Let's say you're a small market team, whether it's the Milwaukee Brewers, whether it's the Cincinnati Reds, just any team that is a, a lower market team, if you don't have pitching and you go and draft pitching, it's going to be at least three to four years before those guys develop and truly make an impact in the big leagues. So I think that's what puts the NFL a step above these other leagues, and it's nothing against Major League Baseball because I think it's the best best sport in the world. But this is the nature of the game, and that's the way the nature of the game works is that everything is a different developmental process and um, the way the, 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 the draft is set up. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, for instance, oh, first overall pick this year, go Bengals. Thank God we didn't make the wrong decision and we got him. But he's going to make an immediate impact. He's going he's gonna to start this season. I don't think Tua is going to start this season. I don't think Herbert's going to start this season. But, you know, overall, the top draft picks from each organization are going to make immediate impacts. But you look last season and the overall first draft pick in the MLB draft is not going to make an impact until probably 2021 or 2022. So that's just the way the nature of the NFL is. And I think it's, it's a big – and I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome for sports fans um, for that one night for everyone to, to rally around. Um, <coughs> 
their own particular team and think that they really did something good. All right. Baseball reference. If you have not been keeping up here on the Braxton Wheeler Show, according to baseballreference.com, they have been running a 2020 simulated season. And it is crazy to think that we would have been 31 games into this Major League Baseball season right now. 31 games in. That's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy how fast time has flown. But here on the Braxton Wheeler Show, I have been keeping up with the records of all the teams in the simulated season, and they take they take everything into account um, when it comes to the simulated season. Um, but each week I'm giving you who has the best record in Major League Baseball, and things are finally starting to pan out like they look like they would pan out in late September, early October. The best record in baseball is currently the New York Yankees at 22-9. and And their gap, the Tampa Bay Rays are 15-17 and with a 7.5 game back margin. So, um, sheesh, the Rays are not looking too well. The Braves have the second best record in the league at 22-11. and And then there's a lot of other teams right there around third. Dodgers lead the division. Cardinals lead their division. Braves, Yankees, Indians lead the Central, and the Oakland A's lead the West. But everything... Um, looks like it would be late September, early May, with a few exceptions. But keep up with that. Go on there. Seriously, it's cool to look at. You can break down each player's stats. You can look at the way they performed in each individual game. And um, it's just it's a it's a really really cool thing to see. Anyway, when I come back, when I come back here on the Braxton Wheeler show, why am I going to talk about why we have to have a baseball season come 2020? This is Braxton Wheeler, and this is the Braxton Wheeler Show. All right, welcome back to the Braxton Wheeler Show, wherever you may be listening. And whatever you may be doing, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your favorite shows. Before the break, we were talking about the NFL Draft, talking about the MLB Draft and the NBA Draft. I gave you a Netflix suggestion, and I talked about how um, COVID-19 has affected everything I'm up to this point and why I believe sports are going to come back soon. But now I want to talk a little bit about the incentive of why I believe Major League Baseball has to start in 2020. And I think it's simple as this. It's not that everyone really wants a baseball season back as bad as you think. I think it's the doom and gloom over what, what, what will happen if there isn't one. You know, And I'm going to say that one more time. I don't think it's necessarily that everyone wants a season as bad as we think. We do. But I think it's more about the fear of what's going to happen if there is not a baseball season in 2020. Right now, these players are getting paid their full their full um, salaries, but that's not going to be the case if there's no baseball games coming soon. And I think what's really, really bad about this entire situation is the, the you know at the end of the day, who pays these player salaries is the it's it's the people who buy tickets, it's the people who who pay subscriptions to watch these baseball players play, right? And who is the number one people getting screwed right now? Totally. Right now, the the number one, you know, individuals who are getting screwed in this entire situation are the fans, and that's really what you don't want because, you know, like I said on earlier in the show, if one out of every six Americans has lost their job, you know, right now what you're telling these fans is that they're still paying full price for games that aren't existing. The MLB is looking at people who bought tickets to games as like current rainouts. Like a game is just rained out and they're going to make them up. You know, people are still paying their full direct TV subscriptions. They're paying their sling TV subscriptions, even even with these live baseball games not even being played. Um, you know, a good way to look at it is let's say Taylor Swift or your favorite artist or your favorite band puts on a concert and 
at this particular concert, the artist comes out and says, I'm not putting on the show. And after they say, I'm not putting on the show, you are told that they're going to, the artist is going to keep your money. And the next time they have another show in your hometown, you're going to have to pay for that opportunity again. That's what's happening in the real world right now, folks. That's, that's the reality of the situation. And in my opinion, it's not right because the fans are the ones that keep this thing rolling, keep the ball rolling. And without them on your side, you don't really have anything. And people aren't going to want to buy tickets when this whole thing clears up if they're not getting refunded right now. And, and you can't blame this on anyone but the league and each individual team because there's I think I honestly think they're going to come to a realization where they're going to have to pay these people back for their tickets but at the same time could I see them not paying these people back truly I could so anyway why do I think baseball is going to have to come back is it's simply because what's going to happen if there isn't one how much how much revenue is going to be lost even if these guys you know some of you've heard some of these guys Clayton Kershaw um, certain guys like that are saying, you know, they don't want to leave their family for that long of a time and, and they don't want to, whether if they were to play in Arizona or they were to play in Texas or, you know, Florida or something like that, they wouldn't want to leave their families for that long of a time. But I'm going to tell you one thing, if they completely take away their pay, you know, they're going to have, these guys are going to have to play baseball to be able to provide for themselves. And I think that changes the entire dynamic of the whole thing. Anyway, if you have not saw Bob Nightingale's article, he put up a tweet and he wrote an article that you need to read right now. It's definitely the most promising thing. It's not a matter of if baseball is going to start. It's a matter of when baseball is going to start. Um, there's going to be a 2020 season, and they're expecting to have that season put on mid-June, late July. Um, it would look something like the players report late May, hopefully. They're able to put on, I think, 18 days of a, a type of spring training, and then they will start playing baseball games. The way it would work is they, the MLB proposed three different divisions in 2020. Um, it would be an East Division, a West Division, and a Central Division. And these teams would be able to play in their own own home ballparks, which is big. Um, they would be able to see their family, but the travel would be limited. Uh, they, anyway, you know, run through these real quick. What the East Division would look like would be the Baltimore Orioles, the Red Sox, the Pirates, the Marlins, the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Rays, the uh, Blue Jays, and the Nationals. The West would be the Oakland A's, the Giants, the Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Rangers, the Astros, and Mariners. And one thing about that West division is five of those teams, let me count, make sure, one, two, three, five of those teams are in California, so the travel is definitely limited. Um, that's, that's, that's definitely a real possibility. In the Centrals, the Braves, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Indians, the Reds, the Royals, Tigers, Twins. And the White Sox. So, look, folks, this is a real possibility. I could see if baseball is going to be played, I think this is a really cool scenario. It looks like it would be an 80 to 100 game season. And, you know, what's what's very interesting about this is the dynamic of these players being able to play in their own home ballparks. And, you know, that, that to me makes it seem a little more comfortable. Of course, the playoffs are going to be a little different. Um, and there's still a lot of if ands, and, and buts about this entire situation, whether it's you know the COVID-19 test. And one thing I want to talk about kind of before I put this show to a wrap is if the MLB is eyeing by the end of May to have a start plan 
for the 2020 season. If I hear one more person say, when the league starts up in mid-June, late June, that if someone were to catch the virus, that the whole entire league's going to shut down. That's not the case. That's not the way any of this should work, and this is not the way it's going to work. Someone is going to catch the coronavirus within that entire season. If they didn't, it would be a complete miracle. But if someone is going to catch the virus, it doesn't mean you completely shut down the season. You put that individual in quarantine just like you would any other human in the United States of America. From the statistics standpoint, the odds of that young individual who is healthy dying is slim to none. It truly is. It's more dangerous to play with the flu and more people die by the flu than the coronavirus. And I understand the scare around it. Yes, there's not been you know, a vaccine and, and such like that. But at the same time, look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan played with the flu. His legacy wouldn't be the same if he didn't play in that game. You know, We were praising Michael Jordan for playing with the flu that is easily, easily you know, spreadable. And um, it's, it just blows my mind that people honestly think an entire league is going to shut down because one healthy individual gets the coronavirus, coronavirus in which Kevin Durant, you know, these, these, these NBA players that came down with it, Donovan Mitchell, um, Rudy Gobert, they didn't even show any signs at all, you know. And, of course, you want to get yourself away from someone who may, you know, pass away or, you know, somebody that's more at risk with the virus. But with, with, a, with a psychological thought in your brain that this entire league is going to be shut down if one individual gets the virus, to me, is more shocking than anything I've heard. So let's get that narrative out of our minds. And the more the, the media feeds into negativity, 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 and and you know, in scaring the entire unit United States, that's not helping either. And I understand it's good to scare people. Maybe it it keeps them more indoors. But now, hey, look, it's time to start opening these things up. It's starting to have these guys, you know, these players, these NBA guys starting to report um, to camp. Take the right protocol. Lay out a good protocol, but let's get back to playing the game. You know, let's get back to playing the game. And that's where I stand right now on April 29th, 2020. That's all I have for you guys. Next podcast, hopefully I can get the AL West preview to you. I hope all of you guys have a great week. And uh, until we talk again, this is the Braxton Wheeler Show, and I am Braxton Wheeler.